0: You are listening to the Cast.
1: I guess I tacitly endorse all the products I pitch from Black Diamond. I'm happy to do it. I use everything I spray about on the show. But today, I'm here to beg you, for your own good, to check out the Pipe Dream Pack from Black Diamond. You know, the one that folds out into a pad? I know, I know, it seems like too much. It looks weird on your back, like some sort of pad-sniffing tween. But please believe me, The first time you are luxuriating on the pad while your bros wallow in the fecal dust at the base of any modern crag, you will thank me. I guarantee it. But Caloose, you say, you don't do gear reviews. This is not a gear review. It's a throated endorsement. I'm literally sad that so many people don't understand how great this pack is. How perfect it is for cragging and sport climbing. How your day improves threefold when your butt hits the pad, you lay back and sigh thinking, I am so fucking dialed right now. So that's it. No clever sound effects, no rhymey finish, no obscure pop culture reference. Just be kind to your butt and check out The Pipe Dream at BlackDiamondEquipment.com. You will thank me later. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where you playing in are, are you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh it's yeah, big place that of town. That's a big nice. place. You oh, out. I'll say so We really should...
0: Look, you better get up there before you panic, those pens are loose. <laughs> You're very good. I have really enjoyed having with you. We'll make
2: it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style.
0: Good weather. Bad weather.
1: Now or later, anytime.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment with support from Maxim Ropes.
1: And the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to BonfireCoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on Great Coffee and to support the Enorma cast
0: And now back to the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the EnormaCast. This is your host, Chris Caloose. It is May 13th, about 9 o'clock in Utah. I'm in Utah, America. And this is episode 175 of the EnormaCast. 175. Closing in on 200. Kind of amazing. I'm sitting just past the border of Colorado and Utah on the Cisco Road into Moab, sort of. People coming from Colorado will know what I'm talking about. It's back road to the ghost town of Cisco. Just stopped over on the way to Salt Lake City to do this intro. I'm watching the cars go by out on I-70. In the distance, there's some crickets, and the last light is in the sky. The few clouds. Oh, and on today's episode, the episode you're about to listen to is Jordan Cannon and Mark Hudon both returning guests from 2018. Uh, If you recall, Jordan was on, I think, last summer, and we talked about his attempts to free climb out cap, his witness to the horrible accident last summer, two men falling to their death on the free blast. He was there to witness it. And uh, just his his sort of outlook towards climbing and kind of dealing with that, but also um, just his attitudes about his reverence for the past. And then if you go back to, I think, May can't remember the numbers of these, but uh, there was an interview with Mark Hudon and Max Jones, two kind of overlooked visionaries from the 70s, from the late 70s, and were a couple of the first guys to go up on El Cap as free climbers in attempt to free climb the Salate Wall, and in fact, almost free climb the entire Salate Wall. So those guys are back on the show. Jordan got in touch with me, and he was so psyched about this road trip and the preparations that him and Mark were doing to get Mark, who's 63 years old, to climb the Freerider this spring. And I wanted to put this out because they're actually right in the thick of it. They've got some camp stashed, and I believe they're resting up to go up there as I'm recording this in California. So it should coincide coming out with Mark's attempt to do the Free Rider as a free climb and lead most of or all the hard pitches which is super cool 63 years old and he's going to be supported by a 24 year old or Jordan proposed coming on the show and talking about this road trip and this preparation that they're doing and I had just done a three-person conversation with Jacob Cook and Bronwyn Hodges and I had a lot of fun you know threesomes are, are are pretty good pretty fun so anyway, as soon as Jordan proposes to me, I thought, what the hell, come on, let's talk about climbing some more. So that's what you got here today is uh, a cool discussion of two climbers from vastly different generations working together towards some goals on El Cap and having a lot of fun doing it. One little thing before I switch to that interview is it's pretty certain that we're headed up to the International Climbers Festival in Lander. Second weekend of July, the dates, the tickets, the lineup, everything else is at climbersfestival.org. Go check that out. I'm not doing anything official with the ICF. Some years I have, other years I haven't. Uh, But we're going to be up there hanging out, and when I say we, I mean the entire entourage, getting the band back together. Me and Steve Dilk, you'll recall from the TAPS, as well as a few other episodes, I believe. And uh, our other buddy, Simon. Simon Longacre, who I think has also been on a show, maybe a listener mail or something like that. Anyway, we'll be up there making the scene, going to be at the trade fair, I think, selling some t-shirts and some hats, Uh, mostly just probably giving away beer, um, even though maybe we're not supposed to. But yeah, come check us out. If you see us at the fest, if you see me at the fest, come say hi. It's always been a great way to talk to listeners of the show and uh, sort of spread the love. And of course, we'll be doing a fair amount of drinking. So I'm prepping for that as we speak. Okay. Let's do this. A fun kind of freewheeling climbing conversation with the legendary Mark Hudon and I believe soon to be legendary Jordan Cannon. Sportiva pretty much invented the downturned shoe with the introduction of the Testarossa ages ago. Too radical, cried the old. That looks like it hurts, cried the fearful. Ooh, me likey, whispered a prepubescent Jonathan Seagrist. And guess who went on to set the climbing world on fire in his testes? Hint, it wasn't Grandpa Flatfoot waving his hexes around and mumbling gear bait at a stump. And soon every company followed suit and steep climbs opened up to the masses. Now Sportiva took the venerable Testerosa and under the direction of some of the best climbers in the world did a redesign. The new Testerosa sports better heel hooking security and the famous P3 Tech to help retain that downturn fit. So check out how the Radical just got more Radicaler at Sportiva.com or your favorite local shop. Sportiva is a proud sponsor of the Normacast. So we're good to go. So you guys are on a great American road trip right now, a climbing road trip. Can you you, uh, give me a little recap, one of you guys? Mark, take it away.
2: Uh, Okay, so April, no, March 10th. March 10th. Showed up in Joshua Tree. I was coming off of three months in Hawaii, and so wearing, or not Hawaii, Mexico, wearing... uh, Flip flaps and shorts, mm-hmm. and I entered into a uh, thirty degree weather with a lot of wind and occasional snow, and people were still climbing. So it was I a thought, rough transition. I, for I thought I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so Joshua Tree for a little while, which was fun because I hadn't been there since the heck early couple years of the eighties. All right, um, and then we went to. Well, then we went to Red Rocks, and so that was fun. I've been there a few times in the last few years. And so- all
1: right, so back that up. So yeah. how did you guys end up deciding to, to climb together? What's going on? Because it's a, it's a little bit of an odd pairing. Yeah, well, well, I met Mark
0: um, last summer in Tahoe uh-huh. at, at an REI climbing event. They kind of got all these old-school um, locals together from the Tahoe area. Together for this event, we all ended up going climbing, and that was the first time I had met Mark and our friend Don Welsh. You know, at the Snowshed Wall, where him and Max and all these guys have all these first ascents. Our friend Don brought out a pair of EBs and a Swami belt, uh-huh. and they got me fired up to to try and you know repeat some of the routes that they did in their original style. So yeah, we just linked up climbing that day. Got Mark to blame me on Monkey Paws wearing wearing those wearing that gear.
2: Yeah, lowering off, you know, with a waistband, you know, like we used to do back in the day.
0: Right. So you were trying to lead it in this crap. Yeah, he tried to convince me to let him give me a hit belay. Okay. Which I was yeah. <laughs> not not down with. <laughs> yeah. That's but, going way back, though.
2: That's going way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that, was that would a, have been exciting.
1: Yeah,
0: that was a super cool day for me to be able to, you know, one climb with my heroes on the routes that they put up being belayed by them and climbing them in a, you know, as similar as a style as I was able to or willing to. I had just gotten back from my spring season in Yosemite mm-hmm. and was kind of like settling into, into Tahoe and Reno for, for the summer. And I had been climbing with, with Max Jones a little bit in the mm-hmm. gym and we started climbing at uh, a snowshed together. And he told me Mark was around and I hadn't met Mark yet. So I was like really looking forward to, to running into him out there. And, yeah, I happened to meet him at that event, and we kind of had a great time climbing that day and hit it off. And you actually hadn't been climbing all that much, though, leading up to that.
2: No, I had done my usual Baja kiteboarding winter, and I was just mountain biking a lot, and I wasn't really climbing too much. Um, a friend came out from Baltimore, and I was just – it was probably the first time I had climbed – heck it was probably mid July or something like that, maybe even August was the first cl- time I had climbed all year, even, and I was sort of going, yeah, climbing, yeah, I'm here climbing, you know I didn't really have any plans or anything, and then um and so Jordan got psyched to climb, and he you know he wants to go do all this route and that route and everything, and I'm going, yeah, I could do that, yeah, that'd be fun, yeah,
0: well, within like the first thing I wanted to ask Mark when I Met him was you know his plans to go back for the free rider I was saying
2: well i'm I think I'm sort of done with it, you know, I had sort of a cluster on it last time, and yeah the thing's getting so crowded, and it would just take me I would have to devote my life to it you know for I mean to'd have to devote a year to it
0: right because I was know? aware of the attempts that he had given on it, and you know it was kind of following loosely over the over the years and Knew that he had gotten close, but had to bail for, for whatever reason on his last attempt, so I kind of assumed, I was like, you know, that he was going to be like, oh yeah, I'm planning to go back for it this spring, or next fall, or whatever, and uh, it wasn't on his mind at all, really, I think I think I kind of brought it back to the forefront of his mind, and, you know...
1: Yeah, that shit gets
2: tiring. Well, you know, it was sort of a snake bit kind of thing for me because I I would go up and it would rain. And I would go up and the route would just be clusterized with people who didn't really know what they were doing. And right. then I would I would get all training and I would, you know, like I blew a bicep tendon. And so I just, it kept going and going and going that it just wasn't happening. And finally I just went, well, you know what? Maybe I'm just not going to free climb El Cap. Yeah. I was, I had sort of resigned myself to that, that I was never going to free climb El Cap. But then Jordan was psyched about it, and he says, and I told him, I said, well, I need someone who I can go climb a lot with, and I'm an old guy. I don't want to haul it. I can't haul and free climb the thing. So I need someone who's going to just haul the whole freaking route. Okay. And so Jordan immediately goes, I am your man.
0: I mean, this is like the first day we met, you know. I didn't know how serious he was. He didn't know how serious I was. But, I mean, it turns out we were both pretty serious because <laughs> here we are. But, yeah, I mean, he was like, he was like, yeah, well, you know, it'd be a, this big thing, and I'd need, a, I'd need a dedicated partner. And I was like, dude, would, I'll climb that with you. Yeah, it'd be super fun. You know, so, I could already tell within an hour of hanging out and climbing that we could make it happen.
1: Well, my question for you is that, I mean, you're on this – retirement road trip, mixing your life between kite surfing and um, whatever other beach activities that go along with that, and then climbing. So you're, I mean, even as a guy who's not doing that, but I'm 48 and I still want to try to climb like rad stuff. I'm always climbing with young guys. Yeah. You know, it's just how it works for the most part. I mean, right. I got a couple good partners in Carbondale that are my age, but I tend to, yeah. I mean, I was just crack climbing a couple of weeks ago with this, like, 25 year old dude. Yeah, there's just less
2: and less guys yeah. my age around that can do it. You know, just, I mean, there's, sure, they're starting to get retired and all that, and their kids are more off in college, and so they're getting more free time, but their bodies are broken down and they can't go do it, or their wife won't let them go climb around for two months at a time right you know so so when
1: jordan said that he would do it like out of the blue <laughs> were you just like oh okay i guess i got to like um, or what What were your thoughts about like pulling you i mean out of retirement off the free rider because you had basically said yeah this is too much for me i mean it's what happened to me on el cap last year yeah i was like yeah this i'd have to move back to yosemite like this yeah yeah, yeah. i can't just like come out of colorado and come up on this thing anymore right i mean maybe 20 years ago but not anymore well
2: um i hadn't been climbing too much that year and so so after that first meeting with jordan we started climbing more uh one of our first things we, was we went down to the hulk and did it wasn't trade uh, uh astro hulk, astro hulk yeah. uh from car to car Which, you know, I hadn't been climbing, and I hadn't been hiking, so marching into the Hulk, climbing the route, going to the top, coming all the way down and hiking out in the day, pretty much crippled me.
0: Yeah, completely off the couch. It was badass. Yeah. (laughs) I was inspired.
2: (laughs) But... But, just on the climb, I mean you know me i 've been climbing long enough that I can look at someone and go, "Okay, this guy knows what he 's doing right you know? and we had a similar technique, a similar safety level okay, you know a similar you know get to the anchor, put the guy in belay, exchange gear, and get going i mean we're no we 're not fiddle fucking around you know right. so so I enjoyed that um Sort of one thing at my age, too, and, and, and me being particularly me, when I go climbing with someone, quite frequently, I am the leader. You know, I'm the hard guy. Right. And so it was really nice to to give up that role and to be the second guy and to let Jordan think about Oh, we got to do this so the ropes don't get tangled or okay you know I'll I'll lead this harder pitch or you know just take care of those little details I didn't have to I didn't have to worry about if the ropes got stuck that I was going to have to be the guy that was going to have to go up there and get them
1: Right it was at least 50/50 anyway Yeah at yeah, least yes, yeah, yeah 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 no I climbed with the I climbed with Hayden Kennedy for mm-hmm. the same reason like, it was just a pleasure. Like, even if I was on something really hard that was testing me, there was at least a voice in the back of my head that was like, well, if I can't do this, it's not like we're stuck up here. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll yeah. just come down, and yeah. we'll switch the rope, and Hayden will do it, yeah. and it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it is a long time coming for that feeling again. Yeah, I mean, it's I nice. Do, I'm the same way. I spend a lot of time climbing... As the person that's in charge of all that shit. Right. Yeah.
2: And so we ended up, you know, seeing each other more at Donner and doing Roots of Donner and then planning these missions to the Hulk where we actually went in and camped and did roots. And, you know, I love long roots. And then, and then the Hulk is so beautiful. And so I was able to start, Jordan and I were able to start doing these roots. He was repeating some roots just so I could sort of get some mileage under me and so we had a great old summer we had a great time climbing of and and you know all the while we're sort of like going okay next spring we're going to start here we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do this and we're going to sort of march march towards free rider right and
0: when we when we met in the summer i think we were both coming from a from like a, a fairly similar place you know both relocating to Tahoe for the summer he hadn't been climbing i had i was coming from yosemite but you know i trying to like get back into the scene we had a similar schedule i mean mark lives in his van you know, currently single, so it's like not much holding him back. He had the freedom to climb. Currently single, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. looking, yeah. looking. Yeah. <laughs> me yeah. too. So,
1: just wait till you're done with the free rider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's,
0: that's what that's, what, that's, that's what, to happen. That's what I, I keep saying. Yeah. I say that we'll both yeah. get girlfriends after we both free climb El Cap. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh yeah,
1: that's how it works. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's that's totally the, how it works. That's yeah. the
0: summer goal. Yeah. yeah.
1: But um, so what? What do you? I mean. We're just talking about, like, the benefits, and, and I understand them, because, um, like I said, I had sort of a similar relationship in a way, Um not as intense, but, you know, I could just, uh, anytime I, I needed to, I mean, unfortunately, he he Hayden passed away, we had some plans, you know, and it's like, now there's these roots out there that I'm like, well, I guess I'm never going to do those, because, like, yeah. he was my guy, you know, so what are you getting out of it? Jordan, you think like, or or, or, like, what were you thinking through the summer of like, well, how is this like, you know, getting along with your, your goals and your schedule?
0: Well, I've always had a hard time finding, you know, really good, dedicated partners that I get along with. And it was very, and so I kind of was going into Tahoe for the summer, you know, looking for somebody that I could count on and start climbing with and plan Plan these routes and trips with, and Mark kind of became that guy really mm-hmm. quickly. I mean, not only is is he like my hero as it is, but you know we just happened to hit it off and operate on a similar level and and climb similarly. And then and then also, you know, I was coming out of Yosemite from that accident, and I was looking to mellow things out a little bit and try and like rebuild my confidence in myself and the gear and all that. And it turned out that he was kind of trying to do the same thing. Um, with, he had had some I found out some experience aid climbing and pulling cams, and he wasn't trusting the gear about the same way. And so we were kind of, like, both building our confidence together. Oh, cool. And, and you know, getting back into climbing and then just having a a, a blast at the same time. So, so yeah, um, what I get out of climbing with Mark, I mean, yeah, super reliable partner. We have a great time, and we get shit done. More so, surprisingly, than I have with other partners my age. Right. <laughs> yeah, so...
1: What do you think the quality is of, of that? Like, just because he's ready to go anytime. any time? Yeah, I think we have the same
0: amount of desire. Um, and, yeah, we can, you know, when he says that I trust his ability as much as he trusts mine. When he says he can do something, I believe it and vice versa. Right. And so it's really a, empowering to have that faith in your partner and know that they have faith in you, too. It really gives you the... I don't know, just the, the confidence to, to go for it and know that they got your back.
1: Right. So the summer went on. And just and not uh, so much babysitting,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- so and like, you know,
0: having to be, feel like, well, you know, Mark was saying he gets to take the back seat, but he f- could fully take the the front seat if he really yeah. wanted to, if I, if I was feeling timid or scared or tired or whatever, you know, so we can kind of feed off of each
1: other. Right. Well, energy. I mean, in, in terms of skills, operating on the wall, operating on the climb, you know, he's got more experience than you. Yeah, totally. You know? So obviously, if he yeah, I mean, stripped all the gear away, like he still knows what to do because he <laughs> freaking climbed without the gear. Yeah, back exactly. in the day. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, in terms of yeah, there's maybe like a pitch that he can't free climb that you can free climb. Right. But otherwise, it's you know, it's it's yeah, you guys are on the same level.
0: Yeah. At the end of the day, Mark's been climbing twice as long as I've been alive. Right. So there's obviously a lot, a lot to still be learned from him, right. just right. from his experience. Uh huh. It's it's been nice,
2: uh, you know, like I like you know Jordan just said I've been climbing forever, and so I'm really really relaxed up there. You know, there's not much that bothers me, and I've, you know, I know how to set up anchors, and I'm really just I'm relaxed up there, uh, and and it's really it's really nice to see a guy Jordan's age who's also just as relaxed up there. You know, like, we don't worry about two-bolt anchors. I mean, two-bolts two are two-bolts. They're not going to pull. We don't worry about it. We clip in, tie two knots, rumble, let it go. You know, uh, we dangle around, and we sit on ledges and watch the view, and it's all very casual, very... Uh, I mean, we're we're always... Safe. I mean, we're not, we're never unsafe, but it's just very relaxed and easy and natural for us to be that way.
0: Right. Yeah. And it allows us to focus just on the climbing too, you know, and not have all this other stuff in the back of your head that you're kind of stressing out about. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it seems like we're able to do these routes relatively easily or with like with minimal effort, really.
2: It's really fun because we can just concentrate about the climbing. You know, we don't
0: not the logistics or the planning because that all comes really naturally.
2: Yeah. I mean, just the, you know, the, the rack, the rope. I mean, just how everything works, you know, like, I mean, just when we, when we get to an anchor, we, we, we set it up the same way and we have a sling dangling. So the second comes up, he clips into the sling so we can take the gree-gree off the anchor. And put it on our harness, you know, to so transfer him so that 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 person's going to be leading next. And so, you know, we've got the rack hanging there. We've got the haul line, you know, the the tagline hanging right. there with the mini track ready to go. It's just like, just what else dialed. were you doing? You know, right. you should have done, yeah. yeah, we just had the system dialed, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, it's interesting how much. Extra stuff people bring to the to, yeah, to totally. climbing. I mean we talk about that all the time. Right. And we see it
0: all the time too, you know. We end up climbing by a lot of parties on other routes or passing them on the route we're on and like, you know, seeing their reaction to how fast our systems are going up or down and then you know, sometimes we just blaze up a climb and we're just like, Wow, that was amazing. Like I can't can't believe it. It was like so little effort.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it seems right. like. Yeah, right. totally. I sometimes. mean it's 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 kinda wild like to see sort of, I mean, everything that, like, not just gear and systems-wise, but also sort of mental baggage that everybody yeah. brings along with. Yeah, that. yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: You know, like, I mean, I'm a, why I always laugh, you know, this, I mean, Jordan, Jordan has, we have, we have an anchor kit, and Jordan's anchor kit is one, you know, small locking beaner and one regular wire gate, you know, paper clip, and so... <laughs> And so you know like he'll lock the gate and I go what the hell's going to happen you know I mean right. if something really 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 freaking weird happens well then locking the gate will matter but in like 9000 cases out of 10000 locking the gate is you not You mean
1: having matter. them having the two beaners versus and then, and then also locking Yeah
2: also locking right. you know yeah. it's like it's like d- tell me find you know search the annals of climbing history and tell me that an anchor uh, that an accident happened because
0: the beaner was not locked, right yeah. you know, a serious biz accident. Uh, I'm also I can be hard on my partners, because I mean, one, I like to climb a lot, so <laughs> that you know that can be challenging for some people if I'm ready I'm like raging to go and they want it to rest or something that's hard. That's hard for me but I'm also very particular with my systems and my planning and my gear and Mark is like super accepting like doesn't try to change that just lets me do my thing. He lets you lock the yeah. carabiner. Yeah. No, uh, no, I don't even care. I don't even care <laughs> <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> well, I you know, I lock it like 50% of the time but Yeah. You know, we yeah. were like top roping in Joshua Tree and one of our friends set up like uh, a top rope anchor with like four lockers and locked every single one of them. Mark went up there and undid them and, and I, you know, I, I, I had locked all the beaters. Like I love that shit. I totally don't <laughs> care either. I'm like, it doesn't
1: bother me.
2: I mean, they were all opposed and everything. <laughs> right, right. Like that's that. yeah. You know, yeah I get like, what you're on, saying. Come on, give me a break. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 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 But, but but
2: you know, as far as you know, Jordan likes the rack a certain way. It would be
1: ironic though. Well, yeah. it would be If you ironic, finally did but, die because you didn't like your beard. It would. We're you not know, planning on it.
2: But it it isn't going to happen. All right, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Jordan likes his stuff a certain way. And I mean, I've i'm done i don't need the ego gratification of doing it my way i could do it someone else's way i don't really care you know if mm-hmm. if he if that's what makes him happy sure whatever that's what we'll take well that's the way we'll rack it i don't
0: care you but know? it's also not that far off from your system either sure so. yeah yeah it works.
2: yeah so it's not some weirdo little little thing but it's just you know like i'm i'm all done with this ego part of climbing i've I don't need that. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to make. I don't need to to make myself bigger. Um, I I just it's. I'm just out there enjoying every single freaking minute. And if if Jordan the way he racks, if that makes him happy, great. I'm all for it. Yeah, you know.
0: I think it's yeah. It's interesting you brought up your ego because that was one of the biggest things I noticed when I first met Mark was how I didn't feel like, you know, he was sizing me up or that I needed to prove myself to him. He was just, you know, had his ego completely detached from that whole game that we play and kind of just made it feel a lot more easygoing and right. made me feel a lot more comfortable, you know, being myself and climbing with him. Yeah,
1: that's like the wisdom of the
0: ages right there. Yeah, coming totally. To i trying to learn guy. from it for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: So... But, Oh, well,
0: okay. Well, I mean, so, yeah, we climbed all summer. We had a great time. And then, you know, he, I quit my job at the beginning of October. He quit, or, you know, your your seasonal job ends at the beginning of October as well. Mm -hmm. And so we, and we both had Yosemite plans. So we met up in Yosemite for a little bit, um, did some climbing, and then uh, went our separate ways at the beginning of November, all with uh, the plan to, you know, meet back up in the spring. Um, once he got back from from Mexico, and once I was done doing doing my thing, and so yeah, that was kind of how we got brought back to Joshua Tree. But it wasn't time for uh, to go up on El Cap yet this fall. Um, well, I went up on Golden Gate right. and right. tried tried that, and uh, unfortunately was you know not successful on the A five Traverse. Um, and Mark ironically was uh you know doing an aid route on the east side around the same time and i had planned to to um to hike his ba- or help him hike his bags down um so we so we topped out i think like a day or two before and you know i didn't send and so i was like you know physically and mentally exhausted but then also just like disappointed that i didn't accomplish my goal and i was like well do i go back this season you know and if so with who like i gotta you know like figure and that was all stressing me out and so i kind of hike up to the top of el cap all bummed i'm telling mark what's up and he you know just topped out his route he's all psyched and i was like yeah i don't know like i really want to go back and do this route but i don't know how to do it he's like, well if you wait for the spring i'll do it with you and i was like yeah that would be amazing you know that kind of just like took the stress off my shoulders and so we planned for that i helped him hike his bags down and then we climbed the nose in a day like a few days later
1: right <clears throat> is that the first time you climbed the nose in a day
2: uh no i had done it in 2009 Oh, okay
0: yeah
1: leading every pitch right
2: <laughs> yeah i led every pitch nice yeah in 15 hours and then, and so Jordan and I did. Uh, we did it in 10 and a half hours. Nice. And I was pretty hammered. I didn't contribute <laughs> as much as I should have, but I was, I was. only. Well, I was only like three days
0: off of uh, off of Aurora, so I was. Yeah, it was kind uh, of my fault time. for pushing to do it sooner. But did you I, do, no, it, did you you do Aurora with? Did you solo it? Uh, no, Scott no. Richards. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. Yeah, we had a, we had a good old time.
2: Yeah, it it was funny. I was I my block was uh, Dolt to was going to be Camp Six, so a pretty big block. I was going to lead like the middle of the route, and I was I was trying to free climb up Boot Flake, and I was just really tired. And I so I did the whole thing, and I swung over to the ledge and Eagle Ledge, and Jordan came over, and I said, Hey, could you just lead a couple of pitches here? I'm really hammered. So we got up to camp four and I said, Oh man, I'm tired. You know, I, 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 I'm really tired. I felt bad. <laughs> and so, so Jordan goes, do you want to go down? And I go, fuck no. Yeah. And so, so I led, I led like the next five, nine pitch and I led the great roof. And then Jordan led a couple of pitches and I led the, uh, the aid up to the glowering spot, you know? So, cause you know, aid's my thing. I can bang up it. Yeah. And, uh, and so then I just did, you know I just said okay well I'm just going to jumar as fast as I can and clean and get us the heck out of here, which so we did it in ten and a half hours which was which was pretty fun.
0: Yeah yeah right. You led the glowering spot and then I think I took it to the top from there. Yeah. And there was so I had just coming come off Golden Gate with Callan who you, you had just met, um, and he he's he's kind of. He can get very flustered with gear, you know, you know, tying a bunch of backup knots and then the rope ends up getting stuck and I have to like talk him through these events. And and that's that's all fine, you know, I'm I'm willing to do that. But it was really nice, like Mark was saying, to be able um it was really windy after I had short fixed um above the changing corners and he was jugging and the rope was blown around the around the corner, it got stuck on this flake, you know? And it was like no issue. Mark he's like, Hang on, the rope's stuck and so I just like clip into a piece and hang there he zips down he's bouncing all around casually gets it free jugs up and he's like okay go and i was like that was just so fucking cool to watch <laughs> yeah, like right. no stress i didn't have to tell him what to do it was like didn't stress him out at all i was just like dealing with what happened and we kept going and climbed to the top and i was like yeah mark's the fucking man right yeah sure.
2: you know. i spent a lot of time
0: dangling around and out yeah up, so yeah sure yeah. you know That's just, just, like kind you. I mean, just yeah. to reemphasize yeah. the the comfort level we both have up there
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i know that feeling of just like you know it gets stuck or whatever and you just resign and you're like all right, i guess i got to go down and deal yeah. with it it's not some epic yeah yeah, yeah. just yeah just like all right i mean yeah. i
0: haven't been climbing that long right. i haven't had that many partners so i really haven't um the experience what a really good partner is like i've had good partners but i haven't had a really good partner right. mark's kind of the first so it's right. like pretty eye opening right to me yeah yeah cool
1: so you guys bailed for the for the winter Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I hung around Yosemite for like another month, um, trying to ironically repeat some stuff that him and Max had done in the 70s because they got me psyched <laughs> oh, yeah. on it. You know, like Hangdog Flyer, for right. example, you know, they were telling me to go do that. So I was toiling away on stuff like that. And then I, you know, what, did my own trip to Mexico and then ended up hanging out in San Diego for most of the summer or most of the winter. And then, so, yeah, it just made sense for us to, to meet up in Joshua Tree. I had okay. done some climbing there in the fall. And then when I found out that he hadn't been there since the 80s, I was like, dude, that'd be so fun to go. because that's kind of my old stomping grounds right. coming from Southern California. So, um, so yeah, I, I was I did like two weeks of climbing in Bishop and then met up with him in Joshua Tree and we kind of started the whole the whole trip from there.
1: All right. So we left off, you went to Vegas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mark, Mark didn't, um,
0: I mean, you had a good time in Joshua tree. It was, I felt bad for him because, you know, I mean, he's, I'm young and dumb. So I have a high tolerance for stupidity and suffering. And Mark, you know, he knows better, so he's like not willing to, you know, he's like if it's cold and it's not fun, I'm not going to climb. Where I'm like willing to still go out there and hammer it. Right. So he's yeah. and he's coming from Mexico from shorts and a t-shirt, and he's like having to wear my huge puffy to blame <laughs> yeah. me and stuff. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this isn't ideal, but we did have a few really good days in there, and, yeah. and I got yeah. to do a ton of climbing that i wanted to do so
2: and i was sort of you know how your feet you've got to fit back into your mm-hmm. shoes again yeah. and um i have a i have a whole hangboard up on my on my on my rig that i can break out and so i was actually pretty good doing hangboard workouts down in baja you know on before kiteboarding or after kiteboarding i mean I mean, I was doing it at least two days a week. I actually had some pretty good finger strength, but I just, you know, I wasn't feeling really in tune and my feet were hurting and it was freezing freaking cold. And so I was just going, hey, Jordan, okay, when you're my age, fun is job one and difficulty and all that is job two. You know, so if I ain't having fun, I'm not really that interested yeah you know, so, but, I mean, we did have some nice days, and we did do some great climbs mm-hmm. so but it started there and it and it actually got better and better and better, you know, it got warmer my my feet started fitting into my shoes better, I was getting more all body strength um and and we just we did fun- we did fun things like uh some of those roots on uh the black velvet wall, we just ran up them mm-hmm. and not that we are like, trying to climb them fast. We were just climbing them. We're just, you know, they're not that technically hard, and you can just step and go a lot. And with our little technique, everything just goes really fast, and so we can bang up a root and bang down a root just really fast. Mm-hmm. So we ended up doing a lot of things and, and just getting a lot of things done Pretty fast, pretty quickly, and pretty easily, actually. So, yeah. it was, so it was really. I mean, we really started to click right there. We got into each other's systems and understood how each other wanted to do this, and so things start really start happening right there.
0: Yeah, we definitely hit our hit our stride. Uh, in Red Rock. I mean, partially because it's a multi-pitch zone, primarily, you know, right. and that's what we like doing the most. Joshua Tree's great, you know. We we did one multi-pitch route there, like two-pitch thing on the <laughs> on the South <laughs> yeah. Astro Dome, you know. Yeah. And then we're like we were like sick first multi-pitch of the season, but uh, I think our energy and excitement levels went up significantly once we got to Red Rock, and then yeah, naturally got into our groove then. But I also I also learned how to adjust my system. Um, based on what Mark was saying about, you know, funds number one. And so I kind of catered to that and I see what he's getting at. Did you, um, did you <laughs> it get a lot more fun? Did you get income you clean? Did you get frustrated? Uh, no, not really. No? Not at all. Well, cause I kind of know what I signed up for. I'm like, okay, right. you know, I'm kind of, you know, I signed up as Mark's partner to help him prepare for the free rider. So it's my job to cater to him a little bit. Right. Um, So so I was like very aware, you know, I didn't want, I want to do a good job. I want to be a good partner.
2: It it was, it was pretty funny too. I mean, Jordan is, I mean, Jordan's a great guy. He's really perceptive and he really, you know, respects me, but he holds me in higher esteem than I really deserve because (laughs) he, he only sees me as being like a 30 year old and so that I could keep up with him. Right. And so I would go, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. I'm an old guy. I need, like, three days, you know? I mean, my body, my muscles just don't simply repair that fast. I mean, right. you're asking a 63-year-old fucking guy to keep up with a 24-year-old. Right. Well, know? Mark's
0: so young at heart, so it's easy <laughs> for, to forget, <laughs> forget how old he actually is. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, and he does keep up really well. But you it was, know? It's, it's
2: been good. Um, like Jordan wants to go do 513 roots and hard 512s and all that, which, you know, those are hard for me. I mean, I can do those, but this could take me a while. Well, Jordan can do, you know, 12D on his second try. He on sites 13a you know so it's so that stuff i mean i'm not you know the best day of my life would be something like that but but i'm totally willing to go up on those routes if there's one or two pitches 511 512 that i can climb and then i'll try to climb most of the 12d and i'll hang a couple times and i'll do it i'm I'm completely happy to go do that so that he can go you know accomplish some of his goals right but also it helps me to like learn to fight you know, to get back into that fight mode that I know I'm going to have to be into when I get up on Freerider. free riding. Yeah.
0: By me making him climb tired and with a little well, rest days. Right. You know, and was that, that, to try yeah,
2: that too, you know, so that was always,
0: well, cause that, that was kind of my, that was what I was saying all along when we started climbing at Donner summit. I mean, you know, we did the whole car to car, uh, for the first time. And you had like, like I said, basically coming off the couch. And then within a month he was climbing 12 plus, like no problem. And so I was like, Mark, I'm not worried about you being strong enough to climb free rider i'm worried about you having the endurance to climb five hard days in a row on free rider and not you know get shut down so so that's kind of my whole thing that i've learned um how to approach big wall climbing is yeah to be able to climb hard things when you're tired and really like learn how to dig deep and see what you're made of and so i think we've kind of like balanced balanced that out climbing together over the past month and a half and I think he's finally found that and realized that he's got some got some fight and can still crank when he's tired. It's pretty cool to see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's pretty cool to see in myself too. You yeah, know, right. Just
0: be myself. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what what was the what did you get done in anything super gnar and well uh, in Red Rocks? I, to
0: you... be honest, I mean, we had a, fun, a ton of fun rambling some five ten and five eleven mm-hmm. routes, and we had some some harder routes that we we both were really interested in. I haven't done a whole lot of climbing there. Um, but the the, cl- the hard sandstone climbing in red rocks is act- is really um, particular and really height dependent. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's important to note that I'm like five eleven, marks five one. Yeah, right. So there was a lot of climbs that I mean he couldn't do because he wasn't tall enough, not because right. he wasn't you know necessarily strong enough. So. Um, so I had a better time, you know, so on, like on paper sending, yeah. did you guys yeah. got that? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: super Heidi. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, so I had a great time. Like we went and did this, our best day in Red Rock. We went and climbed this old school, um, Jay Smith, uh, you know, like ground up first ascent on the, on the black velvet wall and we we rambled that and then we went over to vel- the velvet tongue which was on my list mark had tried it before and kind of written it off but he was totally willing to to go up there and support me and blame me on it and i was able to red point it that day and we had a great time and that was kind of the the general mode for our that's time that's so in funny because hk
1: and i climbed that thing oh yeah, so yeah, good yeah. i mean that was like and i yeah. couldn't i couldn't figure it out again that was one of my leapt over there and just yeah like sure. <laughs> off. yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: That, yeah that was that
0: was so that was a really great day yeah um and then we went and did this route called Jetstream. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> HK and I did that, too. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the It
0: actually wasn't, the experience wasn't that great because it was insanely windy and insanely cold. And, you know, the crux pitch is only two pitches off the ground. And I was able to do it. Second try, but Mark was, like, freezing at that point, and I really wanted to keep going, so I was like, well, I'm, like, sending, you know? But I did, I did <laughs> yeah, want to make was, him suffer, but yeah. we kind of, like, he agreed, and we kind of suffered up there together, and he led the, the 12A pitch after that. It was, like, his first 5-12 trad lead on this trip, yeah. and, like, totally crushed it in, like, horrible conditions after he'd complained about not liking to climb in the cold, and I was, like, totally impressed. Um, and so we did that route, and that was great, and then we ended on, on Rainbow Country, Right, um, same thing. I had a better day on that route. I,
2: I was getting tired, Mark's and it was height tired. dependent.
1: Yeah, that's a and, that's a hard crux. And, on that and thing. I was I was yeah, just frustrated.
2: Sure. You know, you know, I want to climb it. I don't mm-hmm, want to just yeah. pull myself mm-hmm. up it. But it was just holes that I just simply could not reach. Yeah, that's it. Know?
0: And I felt bad. I don't want it to be my show, Mark. You know, s- struggling to do the things I want to climb. I want to climb things together and both be both be able to send them. So we kind of. We left Red Rock after that and headed to the Grail, and we kind of had a conversation there. He's like, okay. He's like, Red Rocks is fun, but we need to you know, tone things back a little I need, bit. I need to rest and like, build the confidence back up and, and then kind of go from there.
2: And, that, and that's where I really got you into the fun is job one. Yeah, yeah. totally. I need, I need to be having fun. Totally. I mean, I, could climb five, I, I can't climb 514 tomorrow, but if I, if I could climb 514 tomorrow, it would have to be fun. You know, I'm, right. I'm not going to suffer too much to climb 514. If it was really fun, then I would put more effort into it. Right.
0: And it was great. I mean, like the day after we had that conversation over dinner, I mean, he, you did 12C second try. Like, I did yeah. this long 12A, and long 12B and just got totally psyched. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of like, and we rested a, a good amount, too. And then I think that kind of like, you know, cast us off into the, the next areas of our road trip, feeling super strong, confident all the way around. Right. So then we
2: went to Zion and, uh, and I, (laughs) for year, uh, years ago I started working on, I wanted to do, um, monkey finger. And so I'd been up there with never gotten too high, but varying degrees of success and hadn't, hadn't completed it, but it was something I always wanted to do. And so, and I've done shoons, buttress, but Jordan hadn't done either one of those. And he said, okay, well, we're going to do monkey finger, shoons, buttress, and we're going to do moonlight, moonlight, buttress. And I went after oh, yeah. a rest day. Yeah. And I went, oh yeah, that'll a rest. And day. he's talking about like doing those three routes of, in like four days. Yeah. And I'm going, I need 10 days to do those four <laughs> routes. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's a, it's a Hail Mary pass if I can do, if I can do moonlight and to do, to do monkey finger and shoons in a day is, I mean, you're out of your mind. And so, you know, so we rested, and we there was one day it rained, and so we couldn't go, but it was sort of minimizing our time. And
0: Because so, there was more rain in the forecast. Yeah,
2: yeah. So Jordan said, okay, well, let's go do uh, monkey finger, and then we'll go do shoons in the afternoon. And I had done shoons, and I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that. So it was good. I, I led the first pitch of monkey finger, and we, we banged up that, and then Jordan led the uh, the monkey finger crack, which I was real happy to do it on my second try. And so that you know, that made me real happy. And so we wrapped down there and got out of there and hiked over to Schoen's and did Schoen's. And we both banged up that. So that was a really good day.
0: And yeah, I, thought, I was psyched because that's my favorite thing to do. Climb two new routes on site, like linking them in a day. And we get to the top and Mark tells me that's his first link up ever. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I've linked roots at the cookie and stuff. you know I'm like, "That doesn't count, dude. <laughs> That's just cragging. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. Uh, so so that that
1: was totally cool, you know and um because it's, we were it's funny you say that because the link up does feel really modern oh yeah yeah it, it, it is a total modern thing i get that yeah
2: i mean you i'm know. always joking why ruin two good climbs
1: yeah why not just enjoy <laughs> yeah
0: hang yeah. out have some beers after. well that's the thing because monkey finger didn't take us that long and then we have the no. whole afternoon and right. it's like i'm not ready to stop climbing yet well and
1: that was and, and, you
2: know like after we did monkey that's Finger, that's the that benefit of being able to climb right. that
0: well yeah we got the rest of the
2: day it's only sure. noon you know what the hell yeah and so we went over there.
0: I had also uh, lured him into the idea. I was like, Well, Mark, we're running out of time, so we really kinda gotta, you know, make up for it. So I was like, if we climb shoons and monkey finger in a day, we can take two rest days. <laughs> and <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> and then and then climb moonlight. And he was he was psyched about that. So all God, day I was like so I was like, Mark, two rest days if we keep going. Um <laughs> And and so so we did <laughs> we did that and we were we were both like pretty tired and we're like sweet you know psyched we get to rest tomorrow but then there you know rain was coming in even sooner and so I was like well Mark if we really want to do Moonlight we really only have one last day and that means that we're gonna have to you know only take one rest day and then climb Moonlight and and so and he was willing to do that
2: yeah and so I'm just resigning myself to just the full on. Batmaning up the rope and falling on every single pitch and i mean i'm just i was gone you know i was gonna drown crossing the river and <laughs> you know
0: all you, that you didn't even want to go up on moonlight initially though I had to tell him. <laughs> well, I said that we could take five rest days. <laughs> we did <laughs> Afterwards.
2: Well, well, we drove yeah, by yeah. the first day. So, but there's five... you already
1: owe him an extra. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I know. I we we drove by the debt. first day.
2: There's five parties on it. Right. We drove by the next day. There was four parties on it. I'm going, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. So we went over. and We got a, we got a pass to drive into the park early. Mm-hmm. And. And, you know, so the alarm goes off and I wake up and make breakfast. I do my little Spanish lesson and we drive over there and it's dark and, you know, we hike along the river and and find a spot and take off our pants and hike through the 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 river which turned out to be just great you know so 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 i didn't drown in the river which that was a
1: plus nice
2: <laughs> and then we hiked to the base and like
1: have a lot of people drown in the river i don't think ever <laughs> okay <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like locking carabiners you know you could sure, sure. You, something could, yeah, happen. It could happen i mean yeah. it has been a high snow
1: right. rain yeah. here right. so yeah <laughs>
2: So uh, so we're at the base, and, you know, I mean, we don't spend too much time organizing because we've already got it organized, and so Jordan took off and leading, and now the first shuttles are showing up there at Big Ben. Well, the first shuttle comes, nobody gets off. Oh, cool. And so we're going, yeah. And so we get up higher, and we're at that traverse, and a couple more shuttles are coming by, nobody gets off. And we're going, yay, baby. And so, and we're and it's a nice day, you uh-huh. know. It is nice. Yeah,
0: and it and was supposed to potentially rain in the afternoon. It's not it was someone totally in a port edge in the middle exactly. of exactly. The- no, okay. no, we got the whole like thing to ourselves. Everything just started right. lining up in our cool. favor. Yeah, and I had done the route twice before, but had never been able to redpoint it because there was too much rush. You know, there was an aid party above us, there was a free right. party below us, and like you know. Every I fell on the crux corner both times, and it didn't make sense to red point it. But then once we realized that all these things were in our favor, I was like, "Mark, we can take our sweet time on this thing. No stress. Let's just like have fun, take it casual, you know. Uh, we hauled a pack, so we could bring more food, water, and, and clothes, and and be comfortable. And and that really set the tone for the day.
2: Yeah. Well, and me, you know, I'm still expecting the debacle on the route, so I just thought, okay, you know, I'm gonna just. I'm going to technique the shit out of it and every single move is going to be the most perfect move I can make. And so that's what I did. And I I mean, that's something I can do well, you know, I can, I use my feet really well, I can stand in balance really well, I can climb without strength really well. And I'm just going, okay, you've done this, you can do this. And so every single move was just a perfect move. And so we ended up getting to the base of the corner, and then I just looked up at that crack, and I'm going, oh, shit, holy moly. I went, okay, one move at a time, one perfect move, and then another perfect move, and then another. And I just just did it slow, and I was just always assessing my strength, assessing my footholds, assessing the my finger locks, and just plugging gear and going, oh, all right, okay, this ain't too bad, this ain't too bad, this ain't too bad. Finally get to the anchor, and it was no big deal. And I thought, oh, huh, that was pretty cool.
0: And I could see, I could tell that Mark had, you know, this idea of moonlight built up in his head that it's this, you know, really big, hard route. And, you know, it used to be 13B when Crofton Woodward did the first ascent, but it has gotten a lot easier, which is kind of another, another topic. But I had a similar experience when I did it for the first time with Brad. I was like, oh, fuck, like the, you know, so many pitches of 512 and you just think you're getting way in over your head. But after climbing it that first time I was like oh it's actually you know not as bad as you might think it's still it's still difficult of course but you know what I mean so I I could see that Mark had that and I was kind of trying to encourage him like nope yep this pitch is hard you got to try for it but it's also not going to be as bad as you think and once he kind of started to realize that he was like oh fuck I can climb moonlight you know and I was waiting for that to kick in ultimately it, it did on the on the crux pitch well and then Jordan
2: went up the crux pitch and was Placing the gear and working, you know, taking every now and then and working it. And he, he worked out the little flare. He didn't want to blow it. And so we were, we were going to pull the rope and he was going to lead it. But I wanted to get a little bit of practice on it also before I went up there. And so we had clipped the rope into that. There's that aid anchor on the on the left-hand side. And I was just going to go, you know, do my best. and And I went, okay, do your best. And I did the same thing. And I just blew right through it and i just climbed right up to the eight anchor and a little bit further to a to a no hands rest and i'm going holy shit here i am you know i've i'm i'm over the supposed crux and so jordan said hey you should we had left the haul line on the on the aid anchor and he said, you should tag up the gear and you should just continue and finish the pitch. Which, you know, I knew that Jordan was giving up his red point of the pitch. And I, I felt that that was, I mean, he knew what I knew. We were both thinking the same thing that if I had to go back down, there was a, a fairly good chance that I wasn't going to be able to climb the thing twice in a row without falling. So he was sort of giving me that, you know, he was, he was sacrificing his red point so that,
0: yeah, I could but it. I mean, it was totally worth it. Because I knew that if he could send that pitch, that he could climb moonlight, right? Which I I thought would be you know the coolest thing to witness. So yeah, uh, it was kind of you know it was like a team effort on that on that pitch, kind of old school style because I didn't uh, I didn't take my gear out on the way down because I knew Mark was going to top rope up and I thought he would just clean it. Um, but then we ended up sw- swapping ends, so you know he was top roping up to my high point and essentially like yo-yoed the pitch, right? Um, which you know was total like old school style and, yeah and then and then i followed it clean so i got my my red point of that pitch too and we were psyched and i was like yeah I, I knew right then that mark could mark could free moonlight
2: well and even then for me there was four pitches of 512 left and one of them is a b or something like that and and the first this the next one starts out as a flare and jordan was saying okay well this 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 pitch is pretty potent, you know, and you, the near the top it gets pretty, pretty hard, and you know I'm a Yosemite climber. I know how to climb those flares, you know. I can do that stuff. I've done that stuff for decades, and so. I just, you know, the same exact thing, do your best move, you know, and I, I, just, I just got into this little thing where I could just sort of wiggle my hips, and it didn't, I didn't even have to use my arms to climb 25 feet of that corner, and then when I got into the corner, I was able to drop a foot and get a nice toe jam and, and a, a, a a knee bar on the outside, and I just pulled right through it, and I went, you know what, that isn't that bad, and I thought, dang, now there's only three pitches left, I, I need to do this thing now. <laughs> you know, so I'm going, yay, baby! You know, I was, I was, I was starting to go, okay. You now we can't fall, you know, and my my debacle wasn't uh, wasn't materializing.
1: So you finished it.
2: Well, we hung out there. We had a friend who was going to wrap down and take photos, and so we we laid down. I mean, it's still was a beautiful day, and no one on the route. You know, you're in Zion; it's beautiful, and so it was sort of a nice ledge. We both got out our our warm jackets. We both laid down on the ledge. I think we both took a little
0: nap. Mark and, likes to take naps. <laughs> you
1: know, me too. And so,
2: so I'm our to came down, it. and he got ready to photo, and I let off, and I cranked out the next twelve a, and Jordan cranked out the next one, and then. And all there was was the last pitch, and and I and at this point I was going, oh, don't fuck up, you know, don't just slip. And so I was climbing really cautiously, probably too cautiously. Although probably about halfway up the pitch, I started relaxing, and then towards the end, I was actually. I try to do all these funny things with gear that we, you know, we used to do back in the old days, like loop chicken heads or, or thread, you know, like a chalk stone or something, because you know people don't do that anymore, and it's just funny, I think. And so I was at the very, <laughs> I was at the very last overhang, and there was this really good chicken head that I wanted to just loop, you know. I thought I would have thought I thought it would be just hilarious. But I didn't have any slings, and so I was sort of bummed. But anyway, I got to the top and didn't, and didn't fall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was cool watching him lead that last pitch because I, you know, I knew, he, I knew he could do it. When he was climbing all timidly, I was like, I was like, Mark, don't get in your own head. Just climb the way you know how to climb. And he eventually, eventually did. And then, yeah, it was really cool following to the summit. Definitely like the happiest I've seen Mark after a climb. He's just running around all jazzed up. So fucking cool. Like, was so fucking <laughs> was fun, a, you know? That was so Just good. Just so much energy yeah. and yeah. enjoyment for climbing. is was great. That was definitely the best day of climbing we've had so far.
1: Well, it's funny. that Speaking of old school, the two times I've tried to do Moonlight Buttress, which was a long, long time ago, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to think like this anymore, but for some reason, we had it in our heads. It was like... It was kind of before you would pull a rope and red point a pitch. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Like you, in our heads, to, to free the root, you had to start at the bottom and climb it to the top and not fall. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, yeah that's know. not a thing anymore. I know. it's not. <laughs> I mean, it may not have been a thing then either. Right. But, yeah, but yeah. it never occurred to us that like, oh, you red point a pitch, you, you fall off and then you pull the rope and then try it again. Yeah. yeah. And so both times I fall. Well, the first time I fell all over it, especially at that bowler problem off the rocker block. Yeah, yeah. There's no one to mention anything about it to us. Uh huh. Um, but the other time I fell up in the top pitches after having freed the the other parts, mm. and it's just like, oh, I'm done. That's yeah. It gotta right. Got to come right. back. It was like you had to red point the whole thing. Right. Yeah. I mean that is that's like proud style. I don't know why that. That's just
0: what we thought. That it is. It is do. limiting though. Yes. And we we <laughs> like, obviously yeah. Uh, and we have gotten good at that when we approach a route that we know has some hard pitches, you mm-hmm. know, uh, giving ourselves the, the time and the ability to, to try something again if right, we have to right. and like really yeah. get, it, get it done. I've right. gotten that's been a fun process for me is like learning how to project these hard, long routes and mm-hmm. get them done quickly.
2: It was great for me because, I, you know, right then it really happened that I was starting to feel stronger. My feet were just fine in my shoes, you know, and as we progressed up the route, I was feeling more confident, you know, okay, I can do this. And I'm always, you know every night I go to bed and I think of all the different pitches on Freerider and I go, okay, you've got to be really fierce here and don't let go and watch your feet and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I always try to relate what I did today. I take my successes today and I just, you know, put them into my dream of Freerider, you know, like, you know, everyone's always, well, okay, so this, this whole thing here, this trip, now, I look at Freerider and I go, oh, yeah, big deal. We climbed those, you know, that's five routes in, in five days that we've done commonly already. You know, so it's... I've just, Yeah, they're just stacked on top of each other. They're just stacked on top of each other. You know, it's, it's, it's like I've already done it. I mean, I'm looking at it. I go, well, what the hell? The down climb from the ear. You know, it's 511 plus, BFD. I climbed 511 plus all day. Right. You know, I, uh, you know, and I—that's that's not that big a deal. I'll just go down. I'll do that little pinch. I'll get that little finger lock. I'll reach over the to the crack, and I'll zip over there. No big deal, you know. So it's not a big giant thing in my mind anymore, right? You know, and so which I, means I,
0: I've done my job.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Which is which is exactly right. And then you know, so then then to continue off of uh, off of uh, Moonlight Buttress, we came here to Moab. Climbing on Castleton, climbing around Moab, climbing at in Indian Creek, we've continued to do, you know, multiple pitch routes, multi-pitch routes that, you know, for, that have 2, 5, 12 pitches in them, you know, and we've banged them out, and I've gone, oh, cool, you know, this is, you know, for me, that's sort of hard climbing, you know, and so I can do that, I'm not afraid of that, you know, it was sort of like that year that I climbed all the 12As in Rifle, You know, I and I was just that year. I was just not afraid of 512, you know, even though it was 12 a but I just so I just don't want to be afraid of any kind of climbing. And that's really what I've what I've been learning with just, you know, Jordan making making me, you know, making me go out with climb hard stuff with just one day rest. You know, like okay, we're gonna do four pitches today, and three of them are five twelve, and one of them is five eleven plus. It's like, and we gotta march up to like Castleton Tower or something, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't like driving up to the project wall right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what's the process then that you're gonna do? What's the deal with free rider? Well, well, one thing I wanted to point—it's—it's oh.
0: it's kind of funny because I've I've done the free rider, and. If Mark was a modern climber now, he would have done it already. Also, you know, but because of you know his place and the the history of climbing, you know, I mean he, you know, was one of the first people to go up there uh, and free and free climb on the Salathe. So he has a much more involved history with the route, and I can see that. I can see how much it means to him, and that was kind of why I agreed to to support him on this in the first place because I feel like climbing is a really selfish thing, right? And I've been very selfish with my goals and my projects, you know, and getting friends like Callen to, to support me on, on my things. And I was kind of feeling like I wanted to, to help somebody else and see Mark accomplish his goals. I know how much it means to him. So, it, it, but it is this kind of funny thing because, because I've done it. And so I, I kind of know what it takes. And I know that Mark has the ability to do it. And I know how to work it down into these bite-sized pieces that, so that he can make it happen. He just so happens to be 63 and I'm 24. What was your question? The question how our question was the
1: processor. Um, I mean, when are you going to give this thing a shot? Is it the spring or next fall? This spring. Okay,
2: we're we're going to go. We're going to wrap it and, and prep it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jordan's going to haul it, but right. we're going to
0: try to haul as little as possible. We're mm-hmm. going to go. Well, because the route's popular now, and so that means we have to change our approach. Because because yeah. you've been shut down a few times in the past because of parties trying to go from the ground hauling all the way
2: yeah in a big wall mode right, and so we're going to stash gear and we're going to be we're going to be just free climbing with a with a tag bag right you know up to the alcove, which right. you know given our current route history is going to be casual, right? You know, we're just going to ramble up there. So we'll just ramble right past anyone who's hauling a bag or yeah. anyone who isn't whipping out five, ten pitches in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. We had that conversation early on in the beginning. Mark was really kind of, you know, not that psyched to go back for the free rider because of how popular it's become now and, and the problems that can arise from that. And so that, we're, you know, it's not the purest style. I would like to go from the ground and not have to stash or wrap in or anything. But, you know, I, that's a style point deduction I'm willing to take. So I'm like, Mark, no, we can, we can wrap in, you know, we can work each section, we can stash gear, so that if we do run into parties, we'll be able to ramble by these people, because we're not hauling, because we, you know, know the route really well. And ultimately increases his, his chances of being able to do it. Right.
2: Well, and I, that, and also, me. is that still...
0: I want it to be fun, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, I remember when Max and I were up there in '79. We we hauled our bag up to Hall of Flake, and then we just went free climbing, you know. Which which wasn't done back then, you know. We were, it, it and we just, we, and we both. I remember us both remarking that isn't this freaking cool? That we're way up here on El Cap, and we're just up here free climbing, you know. And so. So for that's the way Jordan and I are. We're just going to go up there and go free climbing on El Cap.
0: It's going to be the funnest you know? thing ever. And so,
2: so that's going to be just so fun. And you know, it's going to be hard. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Teflon. I got to I got to bang that one out. But I mean, as I look at it now, the Enduro corner, I'll be surprised if I don't do it first try. Yeah. You know, and I mean, now you got that on tape, so I'll never do it. <laughs> but uh, but you know, it, just given what we've done and. I mean I'm 63 years old but there's very few people that want it more than me. Right on. You know, I am I am I'm a fucking animal that way. I want it, boy. You know, that's if I have any ability at all, it's my desire to want it. Right.
1: Well, I mean it's you know, stylistically whatever like when we did that last year on Golden Gate, mm-hmm. like just started on the ground and started hauling our bags up there. Yeah. Like I mean people look cross-eyed at me. Yeah, like yeah, it's you're gonna do what? You're just gonna go ground up and try to like climb this free route on El Cap, right? Like, yeah, yeah, it was unheard of anymore. So I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, yeah. no, not not too worried. I mean, and I realized my mistake. Yeah, halfway up it, and when I was like completely destroyed by hauling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and
0: Mark said when we when you know after I pitched the idea and I was like, I'll, you know, I'll climb the free rider with you. I'll make it happen. You know, I think like two weeks later he, he sent me a text when I was at work. He's like, Jordan, I'm all in. This is serious business. Like, you know, I'm ready to commit a year to this thing. Um, and that got me. That got me really psyched. And he's like, "All he's like, I want you to know though, it's like going to be a lot of work for you." And I was kind of thinking about it and trying to understand what, what he meant. And I had the realization the other day. I was like, "Mark, this is zero work for me. This is just like what I do already. You know, I'm not doing anything differently." You know, he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to haul." And I'm like, "No, we're stashing the whole route. You know, I'm gonna have to haul like four pitches. It's gonna be casual, right?" So, uh, yeah, the way we're kind of planning to approach it is. Kind of just climb it like we climb all these other routes. Swap leads. You know, there are certain pitches that Mark wants to lead. You know, a lot of the significant crux pitches, of course. But other than that, we're just going to swap leads and climb it like everything else we do. Cool. Hopefully
1: team free it. All right. And then – and then get back on Golden Gate. That's the plan afterwards. Well, and we'll basically have to watch uh, Jordan's Instagram yes, to find yes, out yes. What, <laughs> whether this yeah, happens totally. this spring.
2: And that's been such a... I mean, I don't do Instagram. I don't do any of that stuff. And it's totally new to me. And it's just it's just hilarious that, that people are following us and that they're so interested in what we do and stuff. But, you know, again, we're having fun. We're having fun out here doing this. I mean, we're not... We're not badass. We're not making any records. I mean, we're just going. We're just having fun. This is just a fun. I mean, I'm having a riot climbing with Jordan in all these new and different places, trying hard routes. Um, and it's just fun. And we get, we go to these beautiful places every single day, you know, we're, we're up uh, big bend this morning and we're up at the Bridger Jacks a couple of days ago and it's just so freaking beautiful and we get to go climb these things, you know, and so we're just going to go do the same exact thing. It's going to be freaking beautiful up on El Cap and we're just going to go free climbing up on El Cap and it's going to be just freaking great.
0: And ultimately, even if we're not able to, to send our LCAP goals, you know, this will be, I mean, this is a dream road trip regardless. And I think it's something we'll both, both remember for as long as we live.
1: Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm still sitting on the side of the road. haven't moved an inch since the intro. Watching cars go by. You know, after so many years out here in the desert, when you see some random car going by in the middle of the night on some dirt road and you're camped out, you're still, still a little suspicious and watching for brake lights and seeing if somebody noticed that you're over there. Yep. Can't get over that, even though nothing's ever happened to me, along the lines of being messed with by some stranger out here in the desert. Hopefully, by the time you've heard this, there's been a positive outcome from Mark and Jordan up on El Cap, because really, by the time I post this, they're probably up there. Anyhow, follow Jordan on Instagram, Jordan Cannon, and I think that's where all the information can go down because his. Social media game is on point, unlike mine and Mr. Hudon's, although his is, is pretty much just darkness. And other than that, I just want to wish you a happy spring. Hope you're out there climbing safely and paying attention every minute, no matter which type of climbing you're doing, from silly things like sport climbing and bouldering to big walls. Please pay attention, and of course, check your knot. <laughs> you man. I love you.
2: I love you. I'm not even embarrassed to say I just I I love you. (laughs)